Before we begin, a reminder that nothing on this podcast is intended as a statement of faith, doctrine, or fellowship, and this podcast is not affiliated with any church, school, or calling body. What's up, gents? My name is Charlie Ungemach, and you are listening to an episode of the Gird Up Broadcast. Now, the dudes are going to join me in just a minute, and we got a lot of great content coming your way. But before we do that, I just want to say thank you to all those who help support the Gird Up Project here. All of our content at Gird Up is available free to anyone anywhere in the world who might benefit from our message, and we want to keep it that way. But we also have to rely then upon the contributions of our listeners to do so. You'll never see any paywalls or exclusive content here at Gird Up. That being said, it does cost us money to put a show like this together. So if you find what we're doing here valuable and you enjoy the broadcast and you're willing and able to do so, please go to www.girdupministries.com, click on the menu, and select Buy Us a Cup of Coffee. That $5 donation goes a long way towards keeping this podcast going and it helps us reach and minister to many more men just like you. Hope you enjoy the broadcast today. Let's get to it. <laughs> if I put money in your coffee cup, <laughs> <laughs> good. you already got uh, you already got burritos and donuts. Now sing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you're. Why aren't you harmonizing? Yeah, come on, Josh, get in there. Harmonize. He, he's like, yeah. I was gonna say, like that was something that was quickly established at church. It seems like Josh was the un- non-singing vicar. Like going from <laughs> Alex Lindemann to you, it was pretty heavy transition in that really? aspect. I like singing. I just <clears throat> I'm not showy about it. So well, Alex <laughs> Lindemann, he did a video like uh, Easter Day. He was like, uh, <laughs> like he kind. Of, it's like Jesus comes out of the tomb, and I don't know what song it was, but it's. I just remember the main part being. Hi, I'm Jesus, or something <laughs> like that. It was it was a really good song. It was kind of fun, and you know that song, uh, um, "Mary, Don't You Worry." I think it's like an Easter song. It goes, "Mary, Mary, don't you worry." But there's like a narration at the beginning of it. And you're supposed to perform it on Easter Sunday. It's like a narration at the beginning. When I was a kid, this guy named Larry Clark was supposed to be Jesus, and so Mary's, you know, like doing her thing and like, "Where's Jesus?" And he's supposed to go like, "Mary," and he went. Mary! <laughs> Just like, hey, I'm alive! <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it, I, even as a kid, it was like, yep, I don't think that's quite... <laughs> anyway, we are recording, so don't worry, we got your singing at the beginning, Jerry. The whole world can enjoy it now. Yeah, yeah buddy. Yeah, We're on the air. Asking the glow. <laughs> All right, I'm Charlie Ungemach. We got Gustav Wentz. And who are you, sir? I'm Zach Coplin. All right, and Jeremiah Wallander. And for a few minutes at least, Josh Frailing. And better known as Jumby, right? Yes, sir. What's the story behind that? Oh, boy. I, this is my favorite story. Um, there's not a whole lot to it, you know. Uh, in high school, we didn't have a ton of big guys in our class, and so I happened to be one of them. Um, and then I thought I thought for sure I would shake this name by the time I got to college. It turns out my best buddy, Jer, here, we have gone to school <laughs> ever since high school, and so that nickname has continued on. Through uh through MLC and also under the sim, so I don't think I will ever shake it. There you go. The the funny thing is, is the guy who gave him this nickname. You know what his real name is? Like his God given name on his driver's license on his birth certificate. Thor. T H O R. That wow. was his name. Also, I remember our first like week at MLC. I came into his dorm room and all our friends were in there, and I called him Jumpy, and he's like. <laughs> don't call me that and then everyone started calling him that uh, when i was an ra at mlc there was a dude uh who was, was malik rollins's roommate i don't remember I, I honestly don't remember what his real name is but for the first week mal couldn't remember his name and so he just called him roommate and everybody else started calling him roommate too and then for four years of college he was just known as roommate like the professors <laughs> called him roommate every, the girls called him roommate everybody just called him roommate or roomie or whatever oh wow and it just yeah that's hilarious 
because his roommate couldn't yeah. remember his name on the first like, the first week of school. He just was roommate. <laughs> and then I saw him at teacher's conference a couple of years ago, and I called him roommate, and he just like looked at me funny. I was like, yo, I'm sorry. I don't know what your actual name is. <laughs> like, I feel really bad. <laughs> so, nice. Yeah, roommate, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but but what's his I honestly oh, don't oh, know. Okay, we still don't, <laughs> I don't know. remember. Gotcha. It's like Nathaniel or something. I don't know. I hope that okay. I don't know. I kind of hope it's right. I kind of I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so, okay. All right. So uh, shout outs and thank yous. Guess you got a shout out. Uh oh man. Why'd you? Okay. Uh, shout out to Michelle Gardner. For getting me my last minute reservations for the Film Critic Club. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. She's got the hookup. She is deathly afraid of Jaws, though, which <laughs> is the film that we're watching right now. And she, in the email that she sent back to me, was like, uh, well, she initially said, no, I'm not getting you the rooms because you're watching that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah. Super awesome. Really helpful. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sweet. Kaplan, you got a shout out? I guess shout out to my mom. <laughs> no classic. So, well, yeah, I love her, but probably shout out to Charlie. You know, a lot of guys trying to get mm-hmm. on the podcast, mm-hmm. right? And they're always asking, like, Charlie, Charlie, how can I get on the podcast? That's and then true. <laughs> it's an honor. Thank you. Well, <laughs> great, man. All you had to wake up was walk. All you do is wake up and walk down the stairs. So. Pretty much, yeah. There you go. That's great, <laughs> awesome. Jerry, you got a shout out. Shout out to. Tutor Randy Savage, who's let yeah. me sleep on his couch this weekend. Hey, <laughs> Nice. What about you, Josh? I will also shout out to the guy that's hosting me for the weekend, Gustav Wenz. There you Blessings. go. Blessings. Yeah, I think my shout out's got to go to uh, Frederick. His class oh. has been. I, ah, dude, I, I class, it's the only class I've ever been in where it ends and I go, oh, man. Dude, mm. like, Frederick. Axe has just been phenomenal. So, yeah, shout out to, I know he'll never hear this. <laughs> There's no Fair way enough. he's listening to a podcast, but yeah, shout out to Frederick, Professor Frederick. Class been found. He's also been sitting with us in chapel. Which, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, there's been a debate amongst the students of As to why, why whether it. it's yeah. to make us behave better, although nobody was behaving poorly, well, um, yeah. or whether it's, ju- what do you mean, or, yeah, who's behaving well, poorly over there? No, I I think that he does it so that students can try it like he wants to encourage students to you know do what he does I before think the sun service, was shining in meditate. his eyes and now he moved somewhere else <laughs> and everybody's making a really big deal out of it for no yeah, reason at all yeah, maybe that the first it. the first day that he sat down and because he moved like a whole section over this, okay. i mean this is how exciting mlc is that we <laughs> argue about well, why props the, sit where they where do. we sit <laughs> yeah and then uh well he used to sit over by over by those yeah guys, he would always and now cap he's off our end of the row the hall, uh, across the hall the whatever the, the aisle aisle <clears> over <throat> by us and uh, the first day he sat there i was like yo professor you didn't feel like having the countenance of god shining down on you for the entire chapel service and gave you this weird look for a second and then smiled and said i don't mind sunshine and then that, was it. <laughs> that was it he didn't say anything else that's all i got out of him so i don't know i don't know what the real story is but yeah yeah thank you oh go ahead from my experience i'm pretty sure he just takes the first open cdc's and he got tired know. of sitting next to gustav and, and then just having yeah, to be probably. next to gustav all the time <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't know yeah but uh okay thank yous any thank yous this morning yeah my three sisters and cousin who came out and surprised Mostly my other sister, Annalise. I kind of figured out everybody was showing up, mostly because mom uh, tripped up on a text. And then <laughs> also when they handed me the room or the uh, key cards for them, they gave me all three instead of just the one. So I knew three people were showing up. But it's awesome to have them here. So there you go. Thankful for them. Thank you, Charlie, for letting oh, me stay Oh, my house. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> what you got? Thank yous. Uh, thank you to the 72 spam guys last night who came in and hung out with me. That was great. 72 yeah. of those. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That was a big crowd. And uh, thank you to our some student recruiter guy, Jeremiah <laughs> Wallander. Um, Jerry's been doing an awesome job of promoting the SEM to uh, grade schools, high schools, um, and now he's here to lead us in our charge and doing so at mlc and so thank you wow 
Give me a kiss. All right. <laughs> Glad to have you here for a few minutes, yeah. Josh. Thanks, yes, Josh. thank you for having me. Absolutely. Grab a donut on your way out. Yeah, please. Please do. <laughs> you can work uh, on that okay. pastor body. <laughs> I, I have already <laughs> Yeah, the cookie cutter pastor body. <laughs> I'm not really one to talk either, so. Um, okay, yeah, my uh, this is a little tongue-in-cheek, but uh, the weather's starting to turn now, and uh, it's becoming sweater weather, so shout out to the uh, former girlfriends who bought me sweaters, because I haven't <laughs> bought any sweaters for myself in like five or six years, and yet I've still got a plentiful supply, so nice. I must just look good in sweaters. I don't know why they buy me sweaters. Um, it's the beard. Yeah, mate. Is, is it, though? Is the beard says, buy that? me a sweater. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. I don't know, so. but they're great. I mean, this is a great sweater, is it not? No, it's a good sweater. Buy it, yeah, it so. looks great. Oh, yeah, That's I guess great. I'll thank your past girlfriends for buying you sweaters because then I get the sweaters when you're done with the sweaters. I've never given you a girlfriend you've, sweater. Oh, Also, really? blankets. But you've given Dude, me blanket, sweaters. Zach, the blanket you used to... Nope, that's a different blanket. No, <laughs> actually, no, that... No, that would... Anyway, half <clears> the blankets <throat> hanging on the ladder in there are girlfriend blankets, too. I don't know if I just look cold or what, but <laughs> blankets yeah. for when you have girlfriends over, or uh, maybe that's it. They're like, when I come over, I want a fresh blanket. Yeah, so you don't buy one and give it to them, and then enough. I get to use it when I come over. I don't know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> Gus, we got news. What's on the news today? All right. So yesterday, as in the sixth of October. Uh, President Biden took on marijuana policy, pardoning 6,500 people with federal offenses for simple marijuana possession and urging governors to take similar action over for state-level convictions. Biden also ordered a review of the drugs Schedule One classification, <clears throat> the same as heroin, which, if changed, could have wide ramifications. So, so which drug is that? We're talking about marijuana. Marijuana. So it looks like we're inching closer and closer to that being legal nationwide. Okay. Yeah. Or at least uh, not as uh, not as criminal, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, so the whole country is going to be like Michigan and Colorado. And Washington and Montana and... California yeah. and yeah, everywhere except Minnesota, kind yeah, of. Pretty yeah. much. Well, hey, edibles though, are they legal? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So that's oh, one that's of the weird things know. about Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was okay. So during RA week, uh, that came up. Like VP was like, I don't know where it stands, but it seems as though edibles are legal. I guess. And like we were, he was like in the middle of trying to determine whether or not you can have them in the parking lot. <laughs> like, I, I, no, you can't. Okay. You cannot. <laughs> but it was just, it was just kind of funny because I mean, you know, interesting. That, that'd be a whole another level of yeah. stuff to deal with. Yeah, whenever, I suppose as an know. RA, that's a whole another level of complexity. <laughs> the tutor has to give out <laughs> weed tickets. <laughs> <You know. laughs> That's the future. <laughs> oh, Whoa. oh, I suppose it's probably twenty one, just like, uh, just like uh, cigar, like c- tobacco. Oh well, yeah, so. yeah. So most of the places that weed is legal is twenty. It's twenty one. Yeah. Actually, I think all the places that weed's legal, it's twenty one. Yeah. But yeah. Huh. Anyway, so that's kind of interesting. I I was hearing some customers at Shells talk about it the other day, and apparently the reason, and again, I this is just hearsay on my part, is the reason that edibles are legal is because they have such a low uh like they're thc yeah the levels in a edible are so much lower that's not always accurate well no but in theory that's why it's because you're not going to get as much thc and or cbd via an edible but then at that point the people who really want to are just going to eat all of them right (laughs) i don't know whatever anyway okay and here we go so next bit, Alec Baldwin, right? He's been in the news because of that weird gun situation. So Alec Baldwin and the producers of Rust, which was the show that uh, the accident happened on, reached a settlement with the family of Helena Hutchins, the cinematographer, cinematographer killed by a prop gun fired by Baldwin last October. Uh, production will resume in January with Matthew Hutchins... Hel- Helena's widower 
as an executive producer. Matthews said in a statement that his wife's death was a terrible accident. So, well, it's nice. That's actually a little refreshing for someone to be like, "Yeah, this was an accident, and yeah. it sucks, but it was an accident." Also, I feel like I don't know. I'm a little surprised this doesn't happen more. You think about the just sheer number of like the volume right. of like cinema like prop weapons and things like that. Not that I want it to happen more often, but it's almost a little surprising that it doesn't. You know? Well, maybe it does. It's just not with big-name guys like Alec Baldwin. Or it might not be deaths and stuff yeah. either. Yeah, It might just get written up as an accident. Which is wild that she died, you know, Not, but, like, Tom Cruise is still alive with all the stuff that he's yeah, doing. He gets true. strapped on the side of a plane, and he's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Peloton cut another 500 jobs. So if you didn't know, Peloton's cutting jobs, right? So initially, they cut another 500. It's fourth round of layoffs this year. The stationary bike maker's stock has been steadily pedaling downhill, losing 95% of its value since December 2020. Is that when that commercial came out, or is it just something else? I'm not sure. I feel like December 2020 should have been like the high. Well, maybe that was the high point. Mm-hmm. For Peloton, and now it's just yeah. going back to where it was. Maybe, I maybe don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't, it makes it sound like they're about to fold or something, though. Yeah. Well, you know? yeah, yeah. The new CEO, well, the newish CEO, says if Peloton can't turn itself around within six months, it's likely not a viable. It's likely not a viable standalone company. But noted that he's optimistic. You know. Interesting. So, I wonder to what degree. I have no idea what the answer to this is, but I wonder to what degree that's. Like maybe just irresponsible business practices or something. Like not necessarily something illegal, yeah. but just like overshooting your goals or something like that. I don't know. Because well, I feel like Peloton should just be gold right now. Like yeah. Peloton stock should be, I don't know, unless they were making so much money during COVID, mm-hmm. selling all their stuff. I mean, because everything, it's like the mirrors and all that kind of stuff now. Oh, yeah. That yeah, maybe yeah. they just over projected and now they're. Well, not and, making as much profit as they thought, or something. Well, and the way that te- technology is, like, it's pretty advanced. So I'd I sp- imagine that's pretty. Expensive. Actually, I suppose that 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 they're starting to compete with like just a basic cell phone and things like that mm-hmm. because of some of the stuff they got. It's not just a bike anymore. Yeah, interesting. But hey, they still got the hot trainers and stuff. So yeah, you know, once they start laying them off, that's the real. That's the real downhill. Have you seen the gay guy who's? Like on that, there's a there's one particular Peloton trainer, who's very very, like, flamboyant. Yeah, flamboyant, and even like overtly sexual, and he's becoming super super popular. And I get, I don't know, it makes me uncomfortable. Not uncomfortable as in like, you know, I, it makes me uncomfortable that so many people are like, oh, this guy's hilarious. Mm. Like, yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah, but it's been all over social media. I haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah. me too. But. I mean, yeah, I apparently I don't understand what <coughs> I don't yeah, I don't understand what the appeal is. Although I'm definitely not the target audience either, I guess, but yeah. But it's like women Imagine show Charlie <laughs> with a flamboyant trainer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it probably wouldn't go well. <laughs> yeah. I'm not nearly as grumpy in the weight room as I used to be though. I used to be oh. like really intense and grumpy, and now I try and enjoy myself. Aw, yeah. look at you That's growing. Good. You turn on a new leaf. One <laughs> <laughs> intended fall. I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe. All right, I'll throw this last one out here real quick. A chess.com investigation concluded that 19 year old American grandmaster Heinz Nieman, Nieman, Likely cheated in more than 100 online games. Oh, I saw that. The investigation was sparked by his surprise victory over best in the world Magnus Carlsen last month in another sports scandal. Okay. <laughs> uh, per- uh, perfect for ESPN 8. Uh, <laughs> Do you remember the Ocho? You remember the Ocho. Oh, I remember. Ocho. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys too young for the Ocho? I, I think Goblin, I you remember am, yeah. the Ocho. Can't say I know what it is. Oh, man. Okay, go ahead, Gus. If you know, you know. Mm-hmm. If you know, you know. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, that was kind of just the uh, the end of it. But Wait, what yeah. was the sport? Oh, yeah, sorry. Okay, <laughs> I see where I'm at now. Okay, so in another sports scandal, perfect for ESPN 8, uh, lead weights, or lead, lead weights were dramatically found inside the would-be winning fish at an Ohio walleye tournament. 
Yeah, I saw oh, this video, that. and there's like people yelling and screaming and, and cussing. Call the cops! <laughs> yeah. call the You're stealing! Oh man, it was a wild video, and they're pulling like these chunks of lead. And there's, the like, guy, the yeah, guy is, is yeah. just standing there in shame, and they all have video cameras in his face, and he's just standing there completely silent because yeah. he has no, he can't leave the situation. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, it made it me cringe. Open. And it was like like lead weights, and then he had shoved like fish fillets inside. Like, not McDonald's fillets, like huh. actual like fish meat fillets inside the fish and all kinds of stuff to make them weigh more. And then there's one dude in the video going, I knew they weren't that big. Like, because they're, they're not big enough fish to be as heavy as they are. Right. And then it's like every single fish he caught, he weighted too. So, what? yeah. I mean, you, like, well, you watch you like. You just do that though. Like, you're in nobody's in the, the boat, open, right? You don't have a judge. A lot of those tournaments, you don't have a judge in the boat with you. So you're, you're kind of on the honor system. Right. Um, and then, especially if it's a bigger tournament with a couple hundred people, like if you watch like the Bass Championships or whatever, they've all got a, a, a judge in the boat, right? And mm-hmm. a camera crew and all that kind of stuff. But these bigger, like open tournaments, the prize money is thousands of dollars, and they just like mm-hmm. set you loose on the lake, and there's some DNR people standing on the shore, and you know, don't do anything illegal. And so, or it'll be like up in the boundary waters or something, they just kind of let you go. Mm-hmm. So if you like, you'll hear stuff about like, People will pull up to a boat launch somewhere, and like somebody will throw them a bunch of fish on the, like onto the boat that they didn't actually catch. All that kind, oh, like sure. all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but it sounds like up. this is worse than normal. This is definitely worse than normal. Mm-hmm. Hmm. They'll even run like not DNA testing, but they'll like test the fish to see if they like if the, if it, the right it, water in it. Yeah, like the right water, the right ecosystem, like the right markers and things to mm-hmm. make sure that they came from that body of water, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so hmm. it can get it can get pretty That's pretty some intense. Like massive marlin that they just somehow caught in Florida. Right, just I don't even I don't know anything about. I wonder if ocean fishing is probably even more intense as far as oh I'm sure. Yeah. Although I suppose on an ocean well, it's probably more vital to just have a judge on the boat, but mm. I don't know. All right, yeah, moving on. The, Bros news. with Bibles this week. We're talking about the seventh commandment. I honestly didn't take la- the last couple of weeks. I had like a page full of notes. I didn't even take that many notes on this one. It's really self-explanatory. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Luther's talking about it, um, I, I'm just going to read because I can't think I can say it any better than he says. Uh, he says the dearest thing to a person next to his own self and his spouse is his temporal property. Oh, by the way, the seventh commandment is you shall not steal. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, so he is for uh, this too. God wants to have protected. So the temporal property. He has forbidden us to get our neighbor's property away from him or to diminish it. For stealing is nothing other than acquiring someone else's property by unjust means. I think that's a perfect definition to go with too, because it covers anything that you might, anything that you might uh, lump into that category, can be covered by acquiring someone else's property by unjust means. This wasn't the just way to do it, and therefore it's stealing. The other thing, I was thinking about this in the shower this morning. It's, in my mind at least, it's notable that like, different denominations divide up the commandments different ways, and they cover the same things. It doesn't really make a difference as far as the doctrine goes, uh, but they divide it up differently, and I couldn't tell you how they do so. But nobody, <clears throat> like for example, the ninth and 10th commandments, since they're both talking about coveting, they'll put possessions and wife together, and then they'll separate some of the other ones out. So it'll be, instead of having, like, don't use the name of the Lord your God in vain, it'll be like, don't, you know, swear an oath on the Lord, and then, like, don't use coarse language or something like that. They'll divide it up differently. Yeah. And there's evidence for it in the text. Um, but nobody lumps uh, coveting and um, stealing together. Those are two distinct sins. And I think, uh, I, I think that, is something we should take note of, first of all. Um, and second, I find it a little bit fascinating because in your brain, those two could be lumped together, right? But coveting is not the same sin as stealing in, in the eyes of the Lord, apparently, because he very distinctly talks about them separately. And I don't know if there's any, I don't really have any profound statement about that. It just seems notable to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if either of you guys have any, anything to add to that. but Yeah, I would totally agree. Um like the first thing you do before you like steal something is like you covered it, right? Yeah. So like yeah, I wouldn't totally. be stealing something if I didn't want my neighbor's stuff. Right. Exactly. It's so. like you're not. And you think about it. murder. Like if hatred is the same thing as murder, why is coveting not the same thing as stealing? Um, mm-hmm. and maybe that says something about human nature. Mm. I don't know. That's interesting. I've never thought well, about that see, until right now. Hmm. Ooh, maybe the fact that we've transitioned into a world where coveting and stealing are so closely correlated, maybe that is kind of like again like you said scripture defines them so separately maybe that's one of the 
thing. Oh, shoot. I had a good point that I was going for, and now I've kind of lost it. Oh, what am I trying to say? Well, while you retrieve it, I yeah. was I, I, my only thought was maybe um, just simply because of like the, the carnal nature of the flesh, right? Like we do have needs. And uh, this is totally reading into the mind of God, which is a dangerous thing to do. But there is sometimes a fine line between getting my needs met. If my needs aren't being met, then um, th- that looks a lot like covetousness sometimes. It's like I'm not getting properly nourished, and this dude's over here eating a loaf of bread. You know, that can look like coveting, um, but it's also just the natural survival mechanism that God has designed me with. Um, and that's different than, it's almost like the difference between um, like sexual attraction and lust. Those are two different things. Mm-hmm. One is sinful, one is not, right? And the line isn't always very clear as to what is and isn't sin. And maybe that's maybe that's why this these two things get separated out, is that um, there are definitely times where I want something somebody else has, but it's not necessarily sinful. It's always mm-hmm. sinful to take something by unjust means. Well, and what I was going to say was, I think maybe part of the reason why we don't see them as separate is because of the culture we live in, where it's not, where so often the sin isn't a sin until you act on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like maybe the reason, yeah. Because like, I think, I think you can safely say, I mean, if you read literature from back, I mean, let's say even a hundred years ago or watch film from a hundred years ago, it seems as though there is a pretty big distinction between you know, wanting something really bad and then sinfully coveting it and then also stealing. And it's like they treat that sinful coveting like people will notice it and they're like, yo, like people notice it with their consciences and they'll say, wow, I am sinning right now. Right. But now we're kind of living in the world where, oh, hey, I really want that. They're not viewing that as the sin. They're saying, oh, hey, well, if I actually do steal that or if I actually do act upon this covet that I'm committing to then that's that's when you cross the line right so i think maybe that's just part of our culture where if you don't do it you're not yeah you you didn't do yeah yeah i I would agree with that Mm -hmm. this is kind of a tough one to talk about Mm -hmm. more because i just you're right Right. this this one is just so black and white you know because you can yeah i mean what was it right before this is sixth commandment you shall not commit adultery you can always go into what is actually adultery what does that all mean and then this is like you shall not steal it's pretty cut and dry yeah you know Mm -hmm. and luther goes in in the the large catechism luther goes hard on unjust dealings too and so um i i mean there's so i i at first i was underlining quotes like oh i could read that and there's so many of them and he goes so hard on it that i'm not going to read any just because there's too much to read um but he's very very bold about the idea of if you are a business owner and you are you know overcharging or you are you know lying about how much something costs you if you're a contractor who's behaving as if it's his house and not the customer, that he owns the house and he can do whatever he wants and the customer just has to deal with it, uh, which some of these things, again, like Luther, it's not just Luther, it's kind of all the writings of Scripture are timeless. If you want to, like, Ecclesiastes says nothing is new under the sun. You read stuff by Luther, you read some of the stuff by Augustine, and you go, he could have written this yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like, he could have written mm-hmm. this yesterday mm-hmm. and sent it out on an email blast and <laughs> nobody would doubt it, you know? <laughs> like, it's the exact same sins, and you just see them over and over and over again. But that was the one that surprised me a little bit was, like, contractors who, you know, overspend, who don't stick to the budget, who spend too much on materials, who keep adding to the budget. Like, that's also stealing because you're... You, you signed a contract. That's why you're a contractor. You signed a contract. Yeah. You agreed to spend this much money. If you keep tacking on more and more, you're stealing. Now, yeah. inten- if that's something that intentionally happens, if you find that there's a faulty foundation or something, obviously that's not stealing. But that's the line of honest dealing versus dishonest dealing. And I, I remember my uh, – I don't want to talk too much out of place, but I remember my grandfather when we were kids. He was a John Deere dealer. 
And on the wall of his office, he had a picture hanging, and it was a cartoon, like a political cartoon. And it was two guys standing in an implement dealership, and the one guy is saying to the guy, to the salesman, I always got a great deal over at Honest Henry's until he went out of business. (laughs) (laughs) And anytime anybody would give him a hard time about, you know, how much he was selling the tractors for or whatever, he would just kind of point at the picture. But then that was something that he always was mindful of and would even talk about is we need to make, and he would say to people, well, we need to make a profit. Like I have mechanics to pay, I have salesmen to pay, I have overhead to pay. We need to make a profit, but let me see what I can do for you. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that's in my mind. That's always been just what good business business ethics looks like. The mm-hmm. reason I'm here is to make money, <coughs> to provide for my family, and to provide a service mm-hmm. for you. But I can't provide that service for nothing. Like I have to make some value for myself here. Uh, but making sure that it's fair and that it's and even mm-hmm. it's not even like. For example, being a contractor, like one of my buddies, a good friend of mine, his dad is a cabinet maker, and he's a very, very good cabinet maker. Like he did all the cabinets at the New Bucks Arena and all that kind of like they're very a, a big, very lucrative business, and they charge quite a bit more than you're going to pay at Menards. It's not stealing because they charge so much because they upfront tell you this is how this is the quality we're going to give you. This is how much it's going to cost. It would be thievery if they told you less, quoted you less, and then charged you more. It's different to, like you're, I'm not saying it's stealing to say, hey, we're going to provide you an awesome service for this price, and if you're not willing to pay us this price, we're not going to provide you the service. That's honest dealing because you're upfront and you're honest about it. Um, yeah, I don't know, but Luther went so hard on that, and it wasn't something that was in my mind when I was thinking about it either. Did Luther address at all like the Robin Hood mindset? At all, like the. Uh, I don't from think so, rich. Zach. You read it last night. I don't remember that. Um, I don't think he did. No, he did go hard on. <clears throat> that's a good question. Government though. officials, well, though, good, too. Yeah. Well, because that I'd say, well, like the whole steal, steal from, from the rich, from the, rich. the poor. Well, I mean, maybe not even give to the poor, but like, I think that's pretty big in our world's that's mindset right big now. In our is, world. You know, more so burn the rich than steal from them. It's yeah. eat like, the rich. Yeah, eat the well, rich. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's yeah. what rich people are saying. Yeah, so it's like at that point, you know the. I don't know that it's necessarily a moral conundrum because we know what's right or wrong, but, yeah. you know, like... And as far as it's a political platform of... I mean, there isn't anything inherently sinful about being a socialist. It's the greed involved, right? Mm-hmm. And as Americans, mm-hmm. we push back because we recognize our, our rights are going to be limited, um, but it's not a... like that's, It's not like this government has been condemned by... This form of government has been getting condemned by God. Maybe you want to put, anybody can push back on that if they want, but it's not the form of government that's condemned. It's the greed that often accompanies that form of government, which is mm-hmm. very soundly condemned. And so, to be, for example, a socialist, I, for the record, am very much not a socialist. But to be a socialist is not necessarily to be inherently sinful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's to s- believe, probably. It's a faulty belief, but to believe that if we could uh, equally distribute wealth, then we would lose a lot of our issues and problems. Um, That's just not the way sinful nature works, and I think that's why the Christian community generally rejects the ideas of socialism or the ideals of socialism is because we recognize that sinful nature is wicked and vile, and we can't just trust the goodwill of people, which is really what socialism is, is saying we're going to put good faith into the people and— trust that they're going to behave appropriately and we just can't do that we can't even do that i mean look at scripture we can't even do that within the church mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. yep that's why we have so many guidelines and that's why we're so measured and controlled about the way we do our dealings in the church is yeah. we can't even we can't even do it amongst those who are godly the uh those who are living in darkness it's an even more intense situation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um like those like forms of government like democracy or socialism like by themselves like it's a good way to like you know operate but like you know the simple nature like our original sin it'll like it'll always find a way to ruin some type of thing that Mm -hmm. inherently by itself is good but the simple nature will try to turn that and you know everyone's simple so they'll try that's just why you get like dictator dictatorships from and and then with like democracy people you know the political parties just feud against each other and rival. They don't try to work together. 
Sorry, you said dictatorship, and in my brain, I just imagined yeah. like Mussolini <laughs> you know, walking into like walking into like walking into a casino and like throwing down the dictatorship. Oh, mm-hmm. that's, where that's where you're going. For. It's like the ultimate poker chip. I was thinking the like dictatorship. Or <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, it's the new flavor. That'd be the way, like I automatically win. <laughs> it takes the fun out of gambling, but now I'm rich. Yo, that'd exactly. actually be a great marketing campaign. The dictatorship. <laughs> like, like overrule the house. I feel like that's not a great. Deal for the <laughs> well, again, I'm not talking about casinos. Yeah. I'm talking about chips. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I'm just on casino mode here. Yeah. I was gonna yeah. say I was thinking more Pringle line yeah, too. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> so how would a dictator chip be seasoned? Well, probably you however you want it, right? Yeah. Well, with gold <laughs> dust. Probably. Oh, however the dictator wants it, yeah. you're gonna like it. <laughs> Yo, there you go. All right. Can to be- sum this up, then uh, Luther's last last line here. He says, "One should not define." this commandment too narrowly but extend it to all our dealings with our neighbors to sum up briefly in the case of the previous commandments to begin with we are here forbidden to harm or wrong our neighbor or in any conceivable way be it inflicting loss or damage on his possessions and property or by withholding or inferring with their use or interfering with their use i'm sorry uh we are not given we are not even to approve or allow for such things, but are to check and prevent them. On the contrary, we are commanded to promote our neighbor's property and interests, improve his situation, and if he is in need, to be friend or foe, uh, be he friend or foe, to share with him and lend to him. So uh, keeping the commandment isn't to ju- just simply to not steal, but it's also to look out for the needs of your neighbor, regardless of the situation. Any last words? <laughs> All right, obscure Bible trivia then today. Here we go. Since we have a s- couple seminarians on, I figured we better up our ante. Here. Oh no! See, yeah. this is actually when I've listened. This is one of my favorite parts of the show because I'm like, oh, I know this one. <laughs> and then another one, I like answer it in the car, and then I'm wrong, and I'm like, oh, that's embarrassing. Rip. All right. Um, so, do you want purely Bible trivia, like from Scripture, or trivia about Scripture? I'll give you a choice. Uh, I would like from. From Scripture? Okay, we can do that. I kind of want both. You kind of want want both? both? All right, we'll we'll go both ways then. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Well, we'll start out with an easy one. There were two men in the Bible who never died. What were their names? Enoch and Elijah. Hey, there you go. No hesitation, no discussion. A true seminarian. All right. Here we go. What are the what is the very last word in the Bible? It's not amen. How about love? Is it like you? No, it's Amen. It is okay. Oh, it, it is, is Amen. Yeah. Oh, it the is Greek word yeah. Amen. Oh, yeah. I was wondering. I was wondering if it was or not. Or I was like, or yeah. is it yeah, Amen? Kind of come, or is it Amen? Come, like Lord Jesus. Question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, well, I think I. I'm, ooh, I should look this up. I wonder in English translations it might not be amen, but I'm pretty po- here. I'm gonna grab my. Well, that's what because I knew now. I knew Revelation ended with amen somewhere, but then I was like, I don't think it's the last <clears throat> word. I think it was amen, come Lord Jesus. But then I'm like, ah, I don't know. That's why I kind of thought it was you, oh, like yeah, the so Lord maybe bless it's you. Just the Greek, but then ends in amen. how do you not end it with amen though? You know. Uh, all right, the uh, last word is actually, so the last two words, or three words are Yesu Meta Panton. So technically, the last word of the Bible is not amen. It's not even in the last verse. So not... Jesus be with you. Yeah. And the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you is the last verse of okay, Greek. Okay, so is... Unless I'm translating that wrong. <laughs> Looks right to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know where they got their information from. This is not. This I got this off a website. (laughs) It doesn't have amen on either side of the sentence. What's over in the Greek? In the Greek, there's nothing at all. The sentence. Oh my goodness, that's wild. Yeah. So the English translator just just threw it on there at the end. I wonder if it's in different. Is there a footnote? Yeah. What's it say? Um. I don't know. Just kind of list. There a was bunch an article. Of, uh, <laughs> it just lists a bunch of manuscripts. Oh, okay. Here. I don't know. I'm going over this right now, and like in hermeneutics and textual criticism. 
Hmm. It's interesting. Been, uh, yeah. Every anyway. day, it's there's been a lot Alrighty. of, lot of right. stuff. Here's a here's a more pointed one here. How old was Joseph when he was sold to the Ishmaelites? Eighteen. Oh. Repeat the question. Sorry. No. How old was Joseph when his brothers sold him to the Ishmaelites? Wasn't he? He was a teenager of some sort, right? Yes. Sixteen. I'm gonna go with. Okay. Is it seventeen? It is. Okay. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Oh, man. I don't even honestly. I don't think I really knew that. Oh, yeah. I just knew he was a kid, but. What's the verse on that? Where does it say that? Uh, it says Genesis thirty-seven verse two. Okay. Let's. <laughs> I'm not sure I trust yeah, this website. Yeah, sorry, I haven't gotten We're there in my Genesis class yet. Two. So Genesis 37. Uh, he said verse two. Yeah, it does not say his age. What the heck? No, it does. It does. This is the account of Jacob's family line. Joseph, a young man of 17, was tending the flocks with his. Brothers. Oh, okay. Oh, in verse 23. Oh, I see. Okay, verse 23 is when it says that his brothers sold him. Okay. Yeah, so right. Genesis 37, verse two. Okay. It is. All right. There. So there's a, okay. All right. Here's one. Oh, two more questions, just for funsies, okay? There are seven archangels named. What? No, there aren't. Gosh, we're going to never use this website again. Um, yeah, I think yeah this, we're never going to use this website again. The Apocrypha. Uh, this right. is definitely not Is this accurate. the Catholic site? Yeah. Uh, maybe, it honestly might be, because it also asks about the seven deadly sins, and that's definitely Catholic. Yeah, yeah this is a Catholic yeah. site. Yeah. We oh, could try and geez. guess. Shucks. <laughs> All right. Michael. Um, <laughs> Gabrielle. That's, I'm trying to find that's one that's said, okay, here we go. Here's a, the first <laughs> translation of the English Bible was facilitated by John Wycliffe. Mm. When was it completed? The first English translation? Yeah. It was facilitated by John Wycliffe, completed by John Purvey in what year? One that 17-something? Much earlier. I was going to say. Much earlier? Okay. I don't know. Wycliffe? When was Wycliffe? That was, I don't know, 13 something? Yeah. You took church history already. I'm in the middle of it. Well, not really. I'm going to say 13, (laughs) 13. Remember, he was dead before it got finished. 1342. 1388. But you're in the 1300s. That's close enough for me. You're in the ballpark. Nice work. (laughs) Nice work. All right. And this one is a fun fact. Uh, the words "Don't be afraid" appear how many times in the Bible? Don't be afraid. Yeah, afraid. don't be afraid. Three hundred and sixty-five times. Well, okay. Oh, I've, I've heard, heard that, that before. before. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, isn't yeah, that yeah, nuts? Yeah. Isn't that, that is awesome? cool. That is. That's cool. one of those like doesn't mean anything. No, but it's kind of fun. Yeah. So is it like in three hundred sixty-five verses? Like it appears three hundred sixty-five times. Just That'd be kind of times. a fun like devotional book or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Like you do three hundred sixty-five. The only days time you need to be afraid, afraid yeah. is on uh, <laughs> yeah, September, or on February twenty-ninth. Uh, That's the only day you need to be afraid. Yeah, <laughs> on a leap year. Yeah, I follow you. Every four years, you have one day. You better be terrified. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> be very afraid. Be very afraid. All right, top three list. Okay, how are we doing on time? Oh, we got twenty minutes to well, go. We're doing the great. Best time we've this had. is by far. I, I, I think it's because we started. At we started the, on at time, and we've got these sharp seminarians to keep us on track. Yeah, we're doing a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> All right. And we even got distracted at the beginning, and we're still on time. Look at us. I think it was because you shall not steal is pretty cut and dry. That's <laughs> fairly is. true. That's yeah. There like, also wasn't, not to say there wasn't anything exciting in the news, but there wasn't anything particularly exciting in the yeah. news. I mean, there were some big articles, but yeah. I felt like, yeah. Oh, yeah. update. As uh, Christians, we care about this. Um, <laughs> we should, I think. Anyway. Okay. Um, so update on the whole Iran situation. So, um, if you weren't aware, protests have erupted across Iran in response to the death of a young woman in police custody. Um, this young lady who was 22 years old died after being arrested by the guidance patrol, which is their like morality police, um, which is, and so anyway, she was, uh, uh, arrested for wearing her hijab too loosely. She was wearing it, but she was wearing it too loosely. So I would guess that like some hair was showing or something. Yep. Um, police claimed that she died because she suffered a heart attack while she was in custody, but others reported that she was beaten while in detention. She's and because 22. it's Iran, yeah, because it's Iran, there's not a lot of way to prove that. Um, but protests, including women burning hijabs and yelling death to the dictator, began in northwestern Kurdish regions, regions almost 10 days ago now. Um, the government responded in force, shutting down Internet access and dispelling crowds with tear gas. At one point, they said they weren't turning the Internet back on until everybody went home. Oh, wow. Um, 
which is a serious infringement. I know they don't have American rights, but that's a huge infringement on any kind of rights at all. Yeah. Um, and uh, riots have spread to at least 50 cities around Iran. Over 1,500 have been arrested. And as of two days ago, eight people had died. Hmm. Wow. And then there was a big Crazy. shooting at a... Um, at a police station, but they're not releasing the number of police officers who were killed. I think they're afraid that it'll be used against them as propaganda. So as of as of yesterday, when I put this write up together for a different podcast, um, they they hadn't released the number of police officers who've been killed, but there are estimates in the twenties of like morality police and police officers and like their version of the national guard that had been killed. Hmm. So that's crazy. Yeah, but I the I I don't know. The, we often, we often in our culture, I shouldn't say we, our culture tends to want to tread very lightly around Islam. Um, the, the fundamental truth of it is, if you follow the actual teachings of Islam, it's a dark and dismal path. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing that played out. Like, um, I don't remember exactly how to say this, but one of the one of the most like profound on this topic. Uh, statements I've ever heard is the idea that um, all other religions, um, all other, so Christianity at its worst is a deviation from the teachings of Scripture. All other reli- religions at best are a deviation from their core teachings. And the Islam that we generally see around the United States, you know, where they're very peaceable and they, like, they basically are kosher and then they're spiritualists who happen to be kosher is kind of what it, all, all it is. They've distilled the actual teachings of Islam to the point where it's culturally acceptable, as opposed to following the true teachings of Islam, which are abhorrent. And that's 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 what we're seeing in Iran right now. So, so definitely something to pray about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as I don't know, I obviously I love women, um, and as nice. Christians, we <laughs> I mean we value them, <laughs> and we want to like value them. We want to empower them as as much as we can. And uh, treat them as if they are a wonderful, crowning piece of God's creation. And that's what Christianity is. And we should stand in juxtaposition to a uh, religion such as, such as Islam, which treats them simply as property and nothing more. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. And if you also love women, we're going to talk about the top three best places oh yeah find them. nice segue ones. <laughs> all right now uh you know what i was gonna make f- never mind <laughs> okay top three best places to meet christian girls and women all right and uh fellas i'm gonna warn you right now this probably isn't gonna be revelationary um revelationary revelationary i was gonna say revolutionary but it was a mistake i don't think it was a bad mistake though I feel like revelationary, like, this isn't a revelation from God. Up. If you go to this place, you're going to find a bunch of Christian women and all your what? best... Keep going. I don't... What? <laughs> <laughs> all your dreams will Finish come that. true. Okay, that's not going to happen. What? I don't think we're going to say anything uh, uh, visionary. Uh, sure. Okay, yeah, okay. whatever. You can make fun of all my words. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, so uh, <laughs> my... Go ahead, guys. No, and start. no, no, you go. My first one, I know this is kind of a cop out, but uh, my first one is throw on a Jesus shirt and go literally anywhere. Oh. Like, start wearing a cross Be around the your location. neck. Get a Christian mm. tattoo. Um, put on a t shirt that says, I love Jesus. Like, when I was out in California for a summer, I spent 14 weeks or something out in, in North Hollywood, and I just went on Vistaprint and made four t shirts that said, For me to live as Christ, to die as. No, no guilt in life, no fear in death. This is the power of Christ in me. They were just plain white T-shirts with gray lettering. I wore them every time I rode public transportation, and I had a whole bunch of conversations about it. I'm a little surprised I was that bold as a wow. 20-year-old. Yeah. And wow, old. Yeah. you are incredible. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking back. Like I didn't do anything else like that remotely ever. So why I was that bold going to Los Angeles, I don't know. But it was Fair yeah, enough. it was great. Like. Um, it was awesome to have. It's not like somebody was walking up to me every day on the train, and I converted them, and now they're baptized. Right. It was, but it led to a lot of good conversations where people are going like, "Yo, that's stu-, basically saying that shirt's stupid." Oh. Like, what do you mean you're not afraid of anything? Oh, you should be afraid of me, yo. It's like, well, I don't know, I'm women not afraid of death. That so, not, we're what? To talk about no. Right okay. So you put on a t. I'm saying put on a t-shirt that says, "Yo, I love Jesus." Maybe not literally says, "Yo, I love Jesus." Well, that'd be a kind of cool t-shirt. <laughs> 
Yo, I love Jesus. I don't know. Jerry, you got cool t-shirts. Would that be a cool t-shirt? You can say no. (laughs) Probably not. No, I I don't know. I don't know. It it depends. It depends. Okay, well, we make it. We will not send you one then. Yeah. (laughs) Make sure the font's cool. (laughs) That's probably the most important part. It's not what it says, but what the font is. It's got to be what it looks like. Yeah. I'm picturing when Charlie made these shirts, they're just white shirts in like Times New Roman. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, basically. Oh, Uh, I was right. It was like the typewriter font, though. Yeah. Oh, oh, I was, oh, thinking, okay. I was thinking like a like an '80s like uh, comic panel almost like. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I didn't mm, do that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It was like a typewriter font, almost like the uh, the boys to men T-shirt. That's not the right way to say that. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, if boys don't learn, men <laughs> no. won't know. There's like typewriter. Oh yeah, okay. that's okay. it. It was a similar. <laughs> Uh, yeah, font to that. But yeah, like you can literally go anywhere if you're wearing Jesus on your sleeve. People will come out of the woodwork. When you were saying boys to men, I was totally thinking of the boy band. I'm like, yeah, you have a boys to men yeah, that's t-shirt. Why, so that's probably not, not right. <laughs> that'd be cool. Uh, uh, I I don't really know. I don't have a lot of experience yeah, in this room. Well, Why would you the care? The <laughs> gym. Go to the gym. Where? Yeah, like like Charlie said, where your uh, where your Jesus shirts at the gym. I don't know. I really like uh, Three Nails. That's a good gym brand. Oh that's yeah, that's actually like aesthetic and actually has How good the material? material yeah yeah it's good it's okay. really good it's really good that's I, always my hesitation on buying some of that stuff mm-hmm. is is it just gonna be cheap material that they're slapping the jesus logo on is no it good no, material though yeah i like it i like it i don't know maybe you'll have i've had a i've had a couple of conversations with um people at the gym maybe not necessarily girls because i'm wearing a ring but <laughs> you know when you wear that kind of stuff so i don't know go to the gym maybe they'll maybe you'll find someone there yeah, yeah. mm-hmm Interesting. Gus. Okay. okay. Uh, various uh, Bible studies that you might walk upon. Okay. Uh, you the only reason walk say- <laughs> just walking <laughs> around and there's a Bible study. So, no, yeah, Bible so study. here's the thing. It's like hello, fellow kids, but hello, so, fellow Christians. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not how I met my girlfriend, but <laughs> she was a part of uh, this uh, campus ministry group. I'm not sure if you've heard of them or you have heard of them called oh, Crew. Have you ever heard of it's crew? Campus Crusade, except they didn't want to be offensive anymore, so they crew now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, my thoughts on it as a group, not going to talk about right now. But <laughs> uh, it's a great way to find Christian women. Like if you're just like it doesn't have to be that one, obviously. But it's like if you're at a public university or something like that, if you see a group of people sitting together with some Bibles, there you go, there's a group of Christians right there. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know. And whatever kind of doctrinal differences you might have with them, like at that point you can figure out later. Well, and we've but, got we've got a few guys at MLC who would say the same thing, like eh, not always on board with the doctrine, but where groups like that have been a tremendous blessing to them, even on their journey to MLC and things like that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but always watch your doctrine closely because a lot yeah. of those groups aren't particularly worried about good doctrine all the time yeah so. well and here's but the thing you're too, right though, it's is a great place to meet too, people right yeah that's that's the way you gotta think about it yeah. is like to some extent that well they're reading scripture they're yeah. reading the gospel so no matter not what the holy it all. spirit is working in there yeah no so, yeah. not condemning yeah. it at all just saying make sure you got your eyes open oh yeah yeah once you further the relationship be discerning you gotta yeah. gotta learn how to navigate that mm-hmm. zach mm-hmm. what you got man so i was thinking about this because it's like for me Full disclosure, not the leading expert on this, but um, <laughs> I don't know. Two places I was thinking, like, joke. People are always saying, like, if you want to meet women, just go to Target. Just go to Target. Right? Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. I, I definitely ones, employed though. that strategy yeah. women more love than Target, once, you know? Yeah. And, when um, I was living in Milwaukee, I just go to Target on Sunday afternoon. Anybody that's dressed like they just got out of church, yeah. you know, all of a sudden yeah. I'm real interested in Pyrex. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Zach. Oh, you're yep. reaching for the same one. <laughs> <laughs> I love grass le- or glass leftover containers. <laughs> the great containers, though. They are great yeah. containers. Yeah, I have but, more of them than I need. <laughs> go ahead. And then the other one, the place I was thinking of was like coffee shops. Mm-hmm. Go to a there coffee shop. So like where your Jesus shared at the gym. Target coffee yeah. shop. Take your Bible with you. Read do your Bible reading at coffee yeah. shop. Mm-hmm. But then also you gotta make sure the position of your heart is accurate so you're not like sitting there going like I hope people see me reading my Bible. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like true. if you're that's not gonna attract them. The insincerity, yeah. it's gonna reveal yeah. itself real quick. Yeah. yeah, that is true. People read through that quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's gotta be sincere. But yeah. actually I heard a story about 
I don't remember where it was. It might have been like Colorado or Utah or something, but there's a Wells pastor who would wear his like clerical collar and then he would go to the mall and just sit in the food court and put a little card like on his on his table at the food court that said, I'm a pastor. Um, you know, ask me questions or whatever it is. Like, I'm, I need a pastor? Come talk to me or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he would just sit there like three days a week. Cause, and he was a, I'm pretty sure it was a mission start. And that's how he got members at the beginning. Wow. Because he just sat there and let them come to him, and he would okay. chat with people. It's like, got problems? I'm a pastor. Come talk to me. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is cool. Especially if it's one of our one of our professors was a pastor out in Utah, and he would wear a clerical collar because the Mormons do not wear clerical collars. Oh, yeah, so that yeah, was yeah, part yeah. of the reason that's why he wore it. Yeah. 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 Well, my buddy Chester up in up in Calgary oh, wears yeah, a clerical yeah, yeah. collar yeah. because there's a huge um, refugee population up there. Mm-hmm. And over in Africa... All of their, like, it doesn't matter what denomination you are, everybody wears a clerical collar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, on top of that, the uh, Canadian church has huge Catholic and Anglican ties who also often wear clerical collars. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if you want to be recognized as a pastor or respected as a pastor, you kind of just wear a clerical collar. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I personally ever will. God, yeah. God grant that I become a pastor. I don't think I'll ever actually wear one, but... It's just not my style for sure. Mm-hmm. Although if the situation warranted it, I guess maybe. But mm-hmm. definitely not. Yeah. I at the moment can't see myself ever doing it. What about you think you would? Oh uh, yeah, it depends on the situation. So you're like Chester's on was at the West West uh, Western Canada. Yeah, right? Calgary. Yeah. And then I was in Toronto, so more east. And we didn't not really do that. We did not wear yeah. clerical collars at all. I don't know. It would depend on the Zach, you think you ever throw a clerical collar on? I can see you with those, like the round glasses and everything. Like you, could, you that'd be a very <laughs> reverendy look, you know? Yeah. No, I've never. I guess, call you the person. Like I've never really gotten like the draw towards it. I think I'd, I don't know. I'd just rather be casual shirt and tie or business casual shirt. Yeah, Yo, you could thing. definitely be I a rabbi too. Sure. That curly hair. What's that? You could definitely be a rabbi. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You, do, you could like bit. do Paul's ministry and just go to synagogues and preach the gospel, right? Just yo, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have heard of this dude yet, but Shabbat Shalom. <laughs> Shabbat Yisrael. I would I would say people. Jewish synagogues probably are not a great place to meet Christian women, though. No, no, yeah. generally not. Yeah. Do you got another place? I go. You got one. Go ahead. Well, no, I was gonna say it feels like we're leaning more into the how to lure Christian women into our <laughs> presence. Yeah. Uh, well, exactly. Mm. My number two is just church. Like, go to church. I've, yeah. I mean, yeah. I once asked a girl out on Christmas Eve in front of her extended family. I did not realize Whoa. it was her extended family at the time. Once again, I don't think I've ever had that much guts at any other moment in my life. But that moment, I was like, she's beautiful. I gotta talk to her. Just walked right up. Put my hand on like the small of her back and said, "Excuse me, you are beautiful. Can I get your phone number?" And she gave me her phone number. And then all of a sudden, in the background, I hear her brother all like going, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. That was cra- that's awesome, wild. Though. Yeah, back. Yeah, I was gonna say you haven't been day. brave like that before. What about the wedding party this past week, man? Uh, that's fair. <laughs> okay, now, but church is a different story. It's right. one thing when you're bartending and it's like a cute girl. It's a whole different thing when, yeah, yeah. These people got married at St. Paul's. St. John's. St. John's last week. Oh, I, and they came and... I don't want to... This is going to come out in a way I don't intend, but I get a lot of phone numbers at Shells Fair comparatively. And I don't use 90% of them, but I get them. I don't know. I'm also a tour guide, <laughs> so I talk to people a lot and like interact with them a little bit more than a bartender normally would. This is the first... And this time I gave my phone number out because she was adorable and we were chatting a little bit, but yeah. whatever. I never got a call, so... Whatever, there'll be another wedding next week. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But hey, yeah. So church. shells maybe, although they're not necessarily Christian girls, but Well, they could yeah. be. I mean, weddings we're in weddings another great place. Go to weddings. Yeah. And if you're not going mm-hmm. to weddings, make more friends. Mm-hmm. That came out really harsh. That was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, dang. <laughs> say, I've been yeah. to too many weddings. Yeah. Well, you are a photographer, so anybody That's got any other I'm spots, saying. dude? <laughs> any other high spots school. to meet Christian? Gr- yeah, Jerry. Jerry. I thought that was going to be go your ahead. first answer. Yeah, that's go what to I was Lutheran trying to, to say. Yeah, well, I was. Uh, you guys are like, how do you meet? I don't know. I've been as uh, my wife and I met in high school, and we started dating when we were both at MLC, and so I don't know. I don't. I don't know. And she pursued me, so that was the other thing too. <laughs> oh. I don't. I, I didn't have to do. Jerry's that much. I didn't of a, have to do diddly. That, that's just that much of a. I don't know yeah, what the right word is. I'm awesome. He's a trophy husband. To the match, <laughs> just a trophy husband. Yeah, no shame in that. 
Yeah, it's so my just goal a, in life to be a trophy just husband. Just to clarify, just like only Jerry, meet, only meet a girl in high school when you're also in high school. <laughs> not, just not, putting that out not there. when you're in high school. Just putting that out there. Yeah. Good Make sure that was clear. <laughs> Thank you, guys. All right. <laughs> any other any other spots before we move on? Oh, man. We didn't really do the top three. We just no, made a list, but just, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, go to church, wear your faith on your sleeve, mm-hmm. seek out Christian communities. Also, this is going to come off harsh too, but gentlemen, you need to hear it. Most of the time, the problem is not that there aren't women available. It's that you are not attractive to them. That's a harsh truth, but you need to hear it. So if you're having a really, really, really hard time meeting any women at all, Christian or otherwise, Mm -hmm. uh, examine yourself and say, why aren't people attracted to me? And, uh, have an honest conversation with yourself. I'm not saying it's necessarily your fault. You need to go change your whole personality or something. But that's a real conversation we need to have more often. Well, good is, godly women have a high yeah. standard. Dude, on mm-hmm. Christian, uh, this is another thing I was prepping for the girl podcast we're going to do in a, a week or two. Yeah. Um, but the the across the country, on, on average, the ratio of women to men in college campuses is 60 women to every 40 men. Okay. And yet the majority of young women report a shortage of eligible men with whom to begin long-term relationships. Young women, particularly young Christian women, are looking mm-hmm. for men that they can start relationships with and permanent relationships with. Mm-hmm. If you're not finding them, you either need to look in the right places and or you need to understand that you might not be someone who presents value to a high-value woman. And mm-hmm. acknowledge that. And that's not a shame point. I'm not yeah. shaming anybody. Recognize that you have to bring value into the relationship. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Be, a, be a guy who's a value add for a woman, and you won't have a hard time finding a woman. The right woman's a different story. Mm-hmm. But if you're not getting any female attention at all, take a look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take mm-hmm. a look under the hood. Right. Well, I mean, you're already coming into whatever relationship being a Christian man, so it's... You've already checked a box. If they have boxes, you've checked a box just by having your faith. So in that, and then you have to live the biggest out that box. Faith. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You have to live out that faith then, and you have to live as a man that the Bible yeah. tells you to live as. But as far mm-hmm. as selling yourself to a woman as a potential mate for life, just being a Christian isn't going to be enough of a sales pitch. Yep. So yep. and like it's not gonna all happen either after one day, you know. Like this that's true take. too. Yeah, well, like, we don't James we don't have time to go down this years. this rabbit hole. Right. It's but I know, yeah. Yeah, that's one of my biggest stuff. pet peeves too. Is uh, especially among Christian dating culture, you're not asking a girl to be in a relationship with you. You're asking her to go on a date with you, and those are two <laughs> very different things. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you already what? in your brain are picturing her in a white dress walking down the aisle and her dad shaking your hand before you go on your first date, you got other problems to sort well, out. I think it's okay. Yeah. To it's all right to be things. crushing on somebody. It's a whole different thing to have like your whole life planned out before you ever really interacted with a person. Mm-hmm. At that point, you're just breaking up with yourself, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, come on now. All right, sorry, we got to keep moving in order to. We all got to get to class on time. Jerry's got to get back to bed on time. Hmm. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, our reading for today comes from Micah 6, verses 6 through 8, Pentecost 18. With what shall we come before the Lord and bow down before the exalted God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with ten thousand rivers of olive oil? Shall I offer my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. It kind of stands alone, doesn't yeah, it? Amen. Yeah, you got two, two, the whole podcast has just been <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cut and dry, dry stuff. Dry. Yeah, I like it. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the other passage that comes to my mind is, uh, I did not require mercy, or, uh, sacrifice. Nope. Shoot. I did not require... Oh, what's the passage? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, God does not require sacrifice. He requires... Wait, was this the one that we read yesterday? Maybe. I don't know. Yesterday in chapel? Mercy, not sacrifice. Is that it? Right. I, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Yeah, I desire yeah. mercy. There we go. We figured it out. Mm-hmm. That's why I keep seminarians around. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. God doesn't want your stuff. He doesn't need your stuff. Well, I wish yeah. we were going through this in Acts yesterday when he was talking about the altar to an unknown God. Mm-hmm. This is not a God who needs uh, me to give him something. He doesn't have needs that I provide or that I grant or that I meet or whatever. 
He just simply wants to be in relationship with me. And uh, so I act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with him. Any thoughts? Mm -hmm. No, I was just thinking, like, how great are these offerings, you know, that he describes in the verses that are not good uh, enough? 10,000 rivers of olive oil. (laughs) You know, I mean, we in today's world don't understand the incredible value that's being laid out here. I mean, my firstborn son. Yeah. The fruit of my body. Does, yeah. it, does, does God want my first? I mean, you're literally talking about human sacrifice. Even that doesn't please God. I feel like it's a good allusion to Abraham and Isaac. Oh, yeah. Or Jesus. Yeah. Well, yeah, even that, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus, too. <laughs> right. No, I mean, like, lo- right. so it's, right. like a, it's yeah. almost like a low key prophecy in a sense. Kind of. Uh, yeah. I've already been given. I, um, well, was I take my own firstborn anyway. instead of yours. Micah was a prophet. Though, yeah. Or was he, was he a judge? No, he was a prophet. Yeah, he was a prophet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But you Bethlehem He's only a minor prophet. <laughs> <laughs> He's a prophet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Verse 8. Uh, he has shown you, immortal, what is good. What does the Lord require of you? It's simple, man. It's not. We like to make it complex. It's simple. Just love God. Take it walk easy. humbly with him. Well, maybe don't take don't, it easy. Maybe not take it easy. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be. Yeah. doesn't have to be that intense. Just <laughs> It's not rocket science. It's not. Hey, oh. All right, any last words? Oh, go ahead. I think you can almost throw it back to, like, the seventh commandment and kind of apply it to there a little bit in, like, respecting, you know, other people's property and helping them protect their property, too. Um, We give thee but thine own, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think with the seventh commandment, like, not stealing people's property because you want it, but, you know, trusting in God's providence that he'll provide for you, you know? Yeah, I suppose you're kind of trying to win the, with these extravagant sacrifices. You're almost trying to win the favor of God. Right. right. Mm-hmm. If I'm willing to give up my firstborn or give up ten thousand rivers of olive oil, I don't know how much money that is. Seems like a lot of money. It's a lot of olives. That's a lot of trying to buy my own salvation or earn it, right? Mm-hmm. And the Lord says, "I don't need that. I don't want that. That's not what I'm about." Love mercy, walk humbly. Act justly, love mercy, walk humbly. Mm-hmm. That would make a good T-shirt. There you go. Yeah. In times new Roman. Throw the times new Roman. The message is so too. powerful. <laughs> you can just use times new Roman. Yeah. I just love it when Scripture says, "Oh mortal." Like, oh just, mortal. Mm-hmm. Oh you awesome. mortal. Puts you right back in your place. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Actually, that's <laughs> a good point. Mm-hmm. I like that. All right, we're out of time, fellas. Any All last right. words? Thank you, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Love right. God. Love others. Amen. Brothers, go be the man the guy created to be. We'll see you next week. On behalf of all those involved in producing, recording, editing, and distributing this episode, thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you'd like to contact us with comments, questions, or suggestions, you can reach out to us at any of the links in the description below or on our website. Please consider supporting the work of Gird Up Ministries by donating on Patreon, shopping at our online store, or making a $5 cup of coffee donation at www.girdupministries.com. Those donations help us make more great content just like this for young men just like you. Make sure you like, friend, follow, and subscribe to Gird Up and all of our guests on your social media platforms, and consider leaving a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to the Gird Up podcast so that others can find us and be blessed by our content, too. As always, thanks for listening. Now go and be the man that God created you to be. We'll see you next time.